You're listening to Garden Master Ken Lane and the Top 10 Gardener Podcast. Welcome to the Top 10 Garden Show. And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are your neighbors? What are other gardeners asking about? And we just share that because I think others could benefit from that as well. So, Lisa, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Good to be back. <clears throat> I'm trying to have a voice here. <laughs> yeah. I hear a lot of folks are saying allergies are, are, are starting to happen. Yes. So you're starting to see that. So Plus, we unloaded a full oh. semi of trees and shrubs. Yeah. And you pop the, the cord on them and the poof. Oh, yeah. Yellow, dust, so. dirt, pollen, yeah. trees. A lot of the evergreens came in, oh, yes. so mm -hmm. they can be that way. So. so, but it's okay. You just take a yeah. an allergy med and you enjoy spring. There you go. Yeah. What kind of garden questions do we have this week? Anything? Sure. Me or something? I don't know. Well, golly, what I do with them? <laughs> hey, I'll fill the time. I'll just kind of. Fill the I thought I was ready. All right. Dalton Prescott says he's pruned back his yard and now he's ready to apply his horticultural spray. His question is, is there anything it should not be sprayed on in the landscape? Yeah. So, uh, Dalton, that's a great question, actually. So, uh, no, it's uh, horticultural oils are basically it's baby oil or something. Just, mineral it's oil, good mineral, mineral oils. Yeah. It's good for everything in the garden. It's not going to hurt anything completely organic. You can spray it on your herbs, on your rose bushes, uh, things where you obviously had bug issues. Yes, because you do have eggs. They, they laid eggs last year and they've been sitting there waiting to come out this spring. Oil coats that egg and suffocates it naturally. Mm -hmm. And so it, it cleans everything up for you. So you can't you can't go wrong. You can only go right. And I would say while you got it on a hose and sprayer, usually your, your power is more is better quantity over quality. So just get out everything and just hose down everything. Mm -hmm. uh, focus on the base of the trees, base of the branches, because that's where a lot of plant bugs hibernate. And then the main structure uh, for your big pine trees and things, your scales from your bark beetles, they hibernate in the big crotches, the big uh, cr crags. Mm -hmm. So focus in on those. And that's where it's hard. It takes more than you think mm -hmm. uh, quantity wise to really be effective. Uh, bugs can fly in at you later in spring, but at least you're starting out clean. Uh, so it's if, if you want to spray everything, I'd say by the end of middle, middle to the end of March, mm -hmm. you want to, Clean up and spray everything in the yard. Definitely. definitely. Well, Prescott Valley might be different. You No, you're no different. You, <laughs> you just think you're special. You're the same. You're special. The other side of the hill, the Verde, you all think you're so much different. You're the same. You just do it the same. Flagstaff, it's the same. Uh, Paulden, it's the same. Spray, prune, get done by mm -hmm. the end of March and spray with horticultural oil and then fertilize mm -hmm. everything in the yard. So uh, would now be a good time to apply the tree and shrub drench for scale, bark yeah. beetles, those kind of things, or is it still too early? No, it's good. So the sap is flowing on the trees. So that's your cue. Uh, I, I'm having customers uh, or friends show, show me their, their cell phones going, hey, mm -hmm. look, my maple's starting to flow. Is that is that a concern? No, that's normal. That's the the sap is flowing. Yeah. So we're not that hard freeze. We're done, 
and the trees, the days are getting longer. The, mm -hmm. the trees are going, I'm ready to go. I am tired of winter. Let's go. And so that's your cue. I would say any time in the month of March, put your tree and shrub drench on pretty much all your evergreens mm -hmm. uh, to keep the bugs out of them. This is a, a bug deterrent you put on trees. Actually, it can be a bug it can solve your bug problems <laughs> if you've got bark beetles and scale, that kind of stuff. But you do it in the spring, in the month of March, and then it it, it affects the tree. It, it protects the tree for the mm -hmm. rest of the year. Okay. All right. Next question is from Joanne in Prescott Valley. She wants to know, is it still too early to put out spring vegetables, lettuce, kale, broccoli, etc.? cetera? Uh, and what about hardy herbs? And then also, if she does put them out, will she need to protect them at night? Yeah, so good, good. Joanne, that's a great question. You're you're good to go. So the weather <clears> forecast, <throat> it looks like we're eating in the 30s, high 20s. Perfect for, for early spring. I noticed our parsley. Mm -hmm. uh, what else? There are a couple of things that we're actively growing right now. I mean, they wintered over with us. They are no longer in winter mode. They are in spring growth mode. Mm -hmm. That's your cue. The, the soil's warm enough. You can plant kales, cabbages. Broccoli, Brussels sprouts, your your parsley, your sage, your mints, your thyme, all these things like this this bright days, cool nights. They they thrive in that lettuce, spinach. They thrive in this. Uh, if you were to wait a month and a half, it'd be too late because then they start to bolt. They get all flavored. Really, they're very early spring kind of plants, and so it's time to put that in. I would say I don't know when the potatoes come in or uh, the garlics, the onions, any day now, as soon as you can get those, grab, put them in the ground. The ground mm -hmm. is not going to freeze at this point. Uh, maybe the White Mountains, if you're tuned in, maybe you'll get Flagstaff, maybe. Uh, but here at this this 5,000 to 6,000 foot level, this Groom Creek down, yeah, you're fine. The, the yeah. Jerome, Cottonwood, Camp Verde, Sedona, you're, you're fine. Go for it now. You're, you're good to go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, do you need to protect it? She has. Oh yeah, too. at night. Uh, if you if you go down into mid low twenties, you might throw a box over it or something. But mm -hmm. again, it. I was looking at the forecast. It looks beautiful. Looks From pretty this good. Point forward, I'm going. This yeah. is this is awesome. Uh -huh. That's why we live in Arizona. This part of Arizona. It's just <laughs> that beautiful. is true. All right. Our next question is from Zach out in Chino. Uh, he wants to know, is it possible to keep a standard fruit tree like an apple under 10 feet with good pruning? Or is that a lost cause? Yeah, you can. You're probably going to prune, Zach. You're going to prune twice a year, probably. I mean, more than likely. You're going to prune in the winter now just to keep to, to shape it. Mm -hmm. So the, the main pruning is going to be done now. And then you're probably going to also need to prune if you're doing standards. Now, if you have a semi-dwarf, it'll take some pressure off. You go genetic dwarfs, because they naturally stay down to four, five, six feet anyway. No pruning. But semi-dwarfs take a little pressure off, but even those want to shoot up to 15, 18 feet. So it'll, you're, you're going to prune in the summer the suckers. So you're going to prune it back, and then you get this elongated, real aggressive growth because uh, all those roots are now focused on just growing more branches. Mm -hmm. So you'll thin those back a second time. Usually, yeah, after you're done pruning the, the fruit off. So after you pick your peaches, after you take the apples off, after you prune them back some. And so that'll keep it easily under control at that 10, 12 foot level mm -hmm. without even trying. It'd be real easy. Yeah, you yeah. can do that. We've got a peach tree in a container. <laughs> it's maybe eight feet tall at most, 
but with the pot is in a big three by three by three uh, foot pot. It's, it's above, it's maybe at 10 feet. Mm -hmm. So I stand on the hot tub to prune it basically. That, that's <laughs> how, that's how tall it's allowed to get. No taller. Right. And it's, you know, we have the peaches and the nectarines, which we have true dwarf ones and yeah. some really nice varieties. And for those guys, but I will say it is harder to find a true dwarf apple yeah. and a true dwarf pear. Those are a little, you can find them in semi dwarf pretty right. easily, but a true dwarf is a challenge. Yeah. But yeah. The, the pitted fruits are far easier. They naturally grow smaller anyway. Mm -hmm. Apples and pears naturally grow larger anyway. Right. I would say the same thing with, with the cherries. They naturally grow a little bit taller. So mm -hmm. uh, uh, apricots, nectarines, peaches, they grow about, I don't know, high teens, 20 foot or so. And then cherries will get up to that 25. Apples and pears, if you let them go, a standard size, they'll go to 30 feet. They're like yeah. a mini shade tree. Mm -hmm. That produces fruit. My mouth just watered. Be <laughs> you must be. <laughs> so you blew through my questions, which is oh. unusual. But let me ask you this, because we're getting a lot of questions in the store. Um, is it time to fertilize and, and be out there? Fruit trees and your regular landscape, roses, yeah. all those. Yeah, I did touch on that just a touch, but I'm going to do oh. a whole segment on because that's so important. Right to fertilize. I'm going to dedicate the fifth segment just, just to that because it can be complicated. Yeah. The main thing is use organic foods when you're fertilizing. Mm -hmm. uh, we are all dealing with well water or groundwater. Mm -hmm. And so we all, you stick a straw on the ground, you suck the water out. And, and if you're on a well, you can poison yourself. So don't stay away from synthetics, stay away from, or, or the bulk of it, stay away from, don't fertilize around your well casing because it can get down in the water table. Organics, they break down much slower and the plants take it all in. So you mm -hmm. don't, you don't have any of this, your turf builders and these Scots, these great big synthetic things. Nah, they release so fast. They can point it. Stay away from those. Be kind. Yeah. yeah. That's it for this segment. Ken and Lisa Lane, the mountain gardeners. Be right back after this. Fruit cocktail trees turn any backyard into a veritable farmer's market. At Waters, we've grafted onto one tree, different types of cherries apples and pears for easy backyard fruit picking. These small fruit trees grow in containers just off the patio in smaller yards. Anyone can grow a fruit cocktail tree. You'll find braided cocktail trees with multiple fruits beautifully braided into one tree. Fruit cocktail trees are ready to plant at Waters Garden Center in Prescott and watersgardencenter.com. You're listening to Ken Lay, aka the Top 10 Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Family Garden Center. Listen daily as he answers the top 10 questions of the week, streaming on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. 